it's one of the most enduring mysteries of human existence. And I think it's a theological question. Do the bad guys know they're evil? And why would you ask that on a podcast? Well, it's God's at the center of this with politics at the edges. So why would you ask a question like, do the bad guys know they're evil? It's because I'm looking at the news and I'm asking myself, do the bad guys know they're evil? The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is, in fact, the day the Lord has made, and these are... The times through which God has decided we shall live, times such as these require us to take action or employ inaction. But there is no middle path. It's been made made completely binary by the Lord. So a lot of this become binary. And thank goodness he's done that. Or thank the Lord since he did it. I don't say goodness. Coming up, I got a just personal quandary, personal note. Normally we try to have something that's thoughtful and, oh, spiritual that's meaningful that sometimes elicits tears from people but uh just maybe i'll make this a quick one so do i get to put fish with garlic in the fridge as a married man with a family is it okay that the married man eats garlic fish or and i'm just asking i'll just get this out of the way so i can do an actual personal note my wife and daughter just said to me we have a, a very serious topic to bring up it's about the garlic fish and it's sickening us and we can't open the door to the fridge and we want you to move out to the top of the mountain and build a tent and live there with you and your garlic fish and we never want to see you again they didn't say it quite that way but they suggested very strongly that it's it's they want the fish gone <laughs> it's what i eat I guess you know, I got my raw fish. We'll go back to that. It's got no spices on it at all. Is that, a, is that a thing for marriage? The wives get to do that? I'm just asking. You can give us feedback at the ToddHermanShow.com. I think I'm delaying this because this is such an uncomfortable conversation. Do the bad guys know they're bad? It's a legitimate question in today's environment. Do the bad guys know they're evil? I, I don't. I think that people can get to a point where they just don't understand they're evil. And sometimes it's madness. Sometimes it's I have to convince myself that what I'm doing is not evil because I love it so much. It's such a delicious sin to me that I need to convince myself it's not sin. And people go with all sorts of bargaining routes. And, oh, you know, there are a bunch of sinners in the Bible and and they're in the Bible. Therefore, (laughs) I get to sin. I don't know if I want to start with this rough stuff first. Like, all right, this is an easy one. This guy's evil. He's evil. I don't know if he's sick and evil, uh, if he's just evil, or his sickness has caused him to do evil. And God can redeem. God can redeem anybody. I Maybe God, I, I will not speak for the Lord. If I were God, then I'm not. I might say, I don't want you redeemed. I don't want you around. This is this guy, John Griffin, or Griffith, this the CNN producer who was a successful, John Griffin, in getting mothers to let him sexually train their seven-year-old daughters. Sick, vile, evil. And Fox News has the story, this guy who loved, it seems, to take selfies. 
And he tweeted this. And by the way, look, look, this is this is not this guy knows he knew what he was doing. That's why he tweeted things like this. Just did the math. We have count them four stories about people abusing kids today. Three up now. If we're society's mirrors, you people suck. Blue check. John Griffin, New York City. Jay Griffin, NYC, baby. Blue check on the Twitter. Now, here's the weirdness of this. And he worked in an environment where acting is what you do. Chris Cuomo is a liar. He never cared about masks. He played a role on TV where he pretended to care about masks. He never cared about lockdown protocols because when he had the COVID, he was out traipsing around New York and threatened to beat a guy up, as I understand it, who saw him and knew he was COVID positive. And some older gentleman called him out and, hey, you're supposed to be in quarantine. And apparently Cuomo, who liked to go around trying to, you know, tell people who's going to beat him up, threatened to beat the guy up. So he worked in an environment, did this, this like that Griffin, where people act and they do it because they want attention and fame and they hide who they really are. And that's what they did. And Jeffrey Tubin was hiding who he is. He likes to masturbate in front of people on Zoom calls. He just doesn't do it anymore because he got caught. Do you think that was the first time? Serious question. Serious question. Do you think it got caught the first time? But this is harming children. Here's what he, yeah, he tweeted, just did the math. We have, we have counted four stories about people abusing kids today. Three up now for society's mirror. You people suck. Well, here's some of the things he wrote, but this time it was private. And this is the rough language. It is. According to the indictment, Griffin sent text messages to a mother of two daughters, ages nine and 13, in which he stated, one of the big lies of society is that women are delicate, innocent angels, and they are in actuality, naturally, the dirtiest S-words, S-L-U-T-S, possible in every, he writes all caps, in every metric. So here's a very pale looking, very weird looking, I'm not trying to be cruel, He's weird and pale and he hates women. He hates them. Now, why do you think he wanted to impart harm? Because he's evil. Did he know it? Now, listen, this is crazy, but that tweet he put out, he probably thinks, well, that was abuse. What I do. No, no, I'm training girls how to be women. I'm not abusing them. No, because he, he wrote inside every girl, no matter how young is a woman. And the sickness, I don't even want to describe what he did, but here is, this is important. In one of these video things, he, he was teaching a mother and daughter to be sexual with one another. And the mother put up with this. Now, does that mother know she's evil? It's possible just to be sick and mentally ill. It's also possible to be evil. And I don't think Griffin knows he's evil. I don't think he knows that. I think he's convinced himself otherwise. And he works at the heart of a network that did evil. They lied about Russia. That's evil. They lied about hydroxychloroquine and what President Trump said about it. That's evil. They are lying to this day about injuries from the mRNA injections. That's evil. They are lying to this day by inference about how deadly or not deadly the COVID flu is. That's evil. They hid the Hunter Biden story from the American people for political reasons. That's evil. They've got Brian Stelter, who says Fox News should be basically banned. That's evil. 
do they know they're evil? I don't think they do. I think they know they're powerful. I think they know they're rich. I think that's what matters. I think they walk in darkness. Now, look, you can come over here and point out the logs in my eyes. I've got plenty of them. But I think they walk in darkness. God is light in him. There's no darkness at all. What is the entertainment business? It's, it's godless. You know, what is DC? It's pretty godless. I think on my staff of like 13 young people, there was one person who, aside from me, who went to church on, on, any, on any basis, on any basis. Like, I don't mean on a regular basis. I mean, on any basis. Now, again, that's focus group of one out of 13, but that was a pretty consistent thing over there. Pretty consistent affair. It's godless because when you're your own gods, why do you need a God? Why do you need another God making all sorts of rules when you can make them yourself? This has real world consequences to these kids, to these children, to these families. Any of mothers who are involved in this should be in prison right now and under psychiatric care in prison. And if it were up to me, then maybe we'd have pastors go in and figure out what sort of evil they're under. The greatest trick, and this comes from the usual suspects, the greatest trick the devil ever played was convincing people he didn't exist. So do people know this? Do country bosses know this? The UN... Now, look, what do you think Satan would do if he crawled into your head? You think he'd have you come out and say, uh, hi, I'm, uh, possessed by Satan and I've got some plans. Nope. (laughs) Just what the UN has set up right right outside the UN headquarters a statue of an animal that resembles a beast described in the book of Revelations. The Guardian of International Peace and Security looks like something, yeah, it does. It looks like it comes out of the book of Revelations. It is a beast. I'm looking at a video of it right here. Apparently, if you Google news search the statue, you won't find a story about it. That's Now, why would the media not report that? And here it is. It's a winged beast. It's got the face of a tiger. It's got wings on it. It looks like it wants to consume. They say it's a fusion of a jaguar and an eagle. And maybe it is. Oh, by the way, it's been painted in LGBT colors, of course. Revelation chapter 13. And the beast which I saw looked unto looked like unto a leopard. Then his feet were as the feet of a bear. And his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and his great authority. And, and what do we have? Wow, those are bare feet. My goodness, that looks like a bear tail. No, it's not. It's a dragon tail. Now, again, this could be completely happenstantial. But this is the same Culture that gave us, I hate this word. I hate this. Rush, God rest him, used to talk about this so-called work of art. Piss Christ. Let's take the, let's take a crucifix, hang it upside down in urine, and now it's art. That's art. Now, go create all the, the obscene art you want. That's fine. You got a First Amendment right. Please use it. But do they know they're evil? Now, I'm not saying that the artist who created this said, I'm going to go create the book of Revelations and therefore bring it about. And I want Satan to come. I don't know a thing about the artist. I just look at that and say, that looks like this. And 
Six months, a year ago, a year ago, if someone came to me and said, there's a statue that looks like the book of uh, Revelations beast outside the UN, I go, ah, it's probably just a coincidence. I would say that now, come on. It's some artist. Maybe he's trolling. Maybe this is just, you're seeing what you want to see. That's not what I say anymore because I'm watching this. I'm watching evil. And this goes right back to me with Republicans. If you can't call evil, evil, what are you? You are either evil's helper or you are fighting evil. Because, well, uh, Todd, I choose to sit this one out. Uh, I am neither evil nor anti-evil. I choose to ride the fence right on the middle of it so that it hurts my rumpus in the rumpus spot. Try that. Who wins when you sit it out? Which side wins? Now, again, a year ago, if I heard a conversation like this, I'd say, wow, that's, obs- that's obscene. That's extreme. This is why I started a podcast. There are people who will say, you're watering the conversation down. No, I don't think so. I'm saying things that would have made me nervous to say on commercial radio because I would fear losing listeners. And then I said, you know what? I want God's word to be at the center of this. And I am thinking biblically of people who make themselves gods. I'm thinking biblically of people who have almost ritual levels of abuse of children. I'm thinking of industries whose products are lies. I'm thinking of a power base in Washington, D.C. where I don't see anybody calling evil, evil. And then I get to stories like this. This is Ursula Gertrude von der Leyen. She's a German politician and has been president of the European Commission since 1 December of 2019. Oh, by the way, this means she's a good person. As you know, all physicians are good people. Well, I wouldn't say all of them, just those that I have on speed dial or are paying me direct money through a deposit into an account I've established in a country somewhat south of here that I'm not going to tell you the name of. They're not evil. Thank you, Tony. The EU president, Ursula Gertrude von der Leyen, She spoke recently. She had this to say. We've also seen the spread of misinformation on COVID-19, particularly through social media. We had to act, so we made it a priority to establish a public interest journalism fund to help our media continue to produce stories that keep New Zealanders informed. I got that wrong. I'm doing my own production. That was another person I'm asking if she's evil. That was Jacinda Ardern. She is the dictator of New Zealand. They call her the prime minister. Let me set that up again so we hear it correctly. This is this woman, the dictator of New Zealand, and she's describing what she has done. What she has done to pay news organizations to report the way she demands they do about the COVID flu. We've also seen the spread of misinformation on COVID-19, particularly through social media. We had to act, so we made it a priority to establish a public interest journalism fund to help our media continue to produce stories that keep New Zealanders informed. 
There is not a single instance in history where the government deciding what is or is not news doesn't end in complete totalitarian ruin and control and mass murder. It doesn't exist. Look at China. They control the media. Look at the Soviet Union. They control the media. Look at Cuba. They control the media. Look at the Islamic countries like Hamas. They control the media. Look at the track record of any time the government says, here's truth, here's falsehood, there's nothing in the middle will decide this is a woman who last week announced that you could go to the bathroom at a friend's house and she actually gave a speech we're going to give people the right to go to the bathroom when they visit a friend's house they no longer have to go back into their home across town and go to the bathroom and then come back for the second bite of dinner she said these things does she know she's evil what she's doing is evil the lockdowns on that basis are evil what's happened in new zealand is the result of evil It's a lie to the core. It's government abuse. It's veritable slavery. It's lying about the existence of your immune system. Does she know she's evil? Now take what she's doing. Paying so-called reporters to report news the way she wants them reported. Take that and listen now. I've got the clip right. To the EU president, and I like saying this, this is fun, Ursula Gertrude von der Leyen, the president of the EU. And by the way, she's a doctor, so you know she's a good person. The world's many democracies are all varied and unique. They have their own story to tell, their own imperfections to work on, and their own meaning to their people. But they also have many things in common such as the freedom they give people to say, to do, and to choose. They give people? And our history here in Europe, like in so many other places, also shows us that democracies are closely linked to each other. Democratic progress in one country so often spreads fast through a whole region, as it did in so many parts of Europe in the last 50 years. In that time, we have seen the power democracy has to create momentum and a belief that positive change is possible. But we have also learned that the erosion of democracy and the silent rise of autocracy can spread just as fast. We know how painful it is when a small group takes unlimited power and imposes a single vision on all of society. We saw it after the Second World War. And we know it can happen again. And the most fertile ground for this is where targeted disinformation skews the way we see democracy and perceive the world. Or where people feel that democracy does not work for them. So together, the world's democracies, with all our flaws and challenges, must show that democracy can deliver to improve people's lives and to tackle the biggest global challenges we face. That woman just talked about how misinformation changes how we view democracies. That woman said democracies give people. 
things. Rights. Democracies give people the right to speak. Give people the right to think. Give people the right to gather. Now, in her view of democracy, and in fact, in European democracies, that's true, but it's not true here. God gave us those rights. But what's so insane is she's talking about the rise of autocracies when she is attempting to install an autocracy. She speaks the words of democracy while she undertakes the actions of autocracies. She speaks the word democracy as she installs dictatorial tyranny. She speaks the words of democracies while she bans from EU meetings any mention of your actual country, any display of your country's flag. She is speaking the words of democracy while they are telling people you do not get to go out of your house if you have not been taking an injection that we have autocratically decided you will take for a disease that is of no material risk to you if you are somewhat healthy, young, and not obese. Does she know? Does she know that those things are evil? Does she know that criminalizing the body created in God's image is against God? We're criminalizing your existence. You are criminal for being born. We, and they're doing it with race. You are criminal for being white. Now you're criminal for not being injected. You're criminal for your existence. You are a criminal at birth. Oh, you're right. You got it. It's just like original sin. But the only redemption is mitigation. There's no real redemption. You're still a criminal until the next booster comes. You're still a criminal until you admit you're a race criminal. Do they know they're evil? Politicians, Christian conservative Republicans who cannot call this for what it is, what are you doing? That's evil. She's imparting evil. The dictator of New Zealand is imparting evil, forcing evil down upon people. And what are people saying? Oh, I'll just sit this one out. Uh, I'm neither pro-evil or anti-evil. I choose to sit in the middle and observe. Again, which side has helped? The evil that's being done is not just in the EU. It's not just in New Zealand. It goes to Jen Psaki. It goes to the people who run Joe Biden. Now, Joe Biden, I don't think Joe Biden knows he's evil. I I think that Joe Biden has lost the capacity for any form of moral balance. Honestly, I'm not. And again, I'm not trying to be cruel. I'm saying he's lost that balance. He, He can't read a teleprompter anymore without reading the end notes and message. Jen Psaki is not cognitively declined. Jen Psaki has a position where she lies for a living. Jen Psaki is left to say things in the White House to the press, such as if your kid has to sit outside in 36 degree weather to eat lunch, well, buy him some, buy him an extra coat. What do you, what do you mean? Buy your kid an extra coat or have him wear an extra hat. This is part of what Jen Psaki said. Does she know that this is evil? But inside schools, there are often uh, you know, very strict rules. Uh, for example, sometimes students are required to eat outside or eat dishes for each other, not talk to each other while they're 
eating, does the White House want to see those rules lifted as well to get back to a more normal school experience? Well, schools are taking steps, especially since we've only recently approved uh, through the CDC and FDA vaccines for five to 11 year olds. They're not approved for kids younger than that to keep their kids safe and keep students safe. I will tell you, I have a three year old who goes to school, sits outside for snacks and lunch, wears a mask inside, and it's no big deal to him. I'm not saying that's the case for everybody, but these are steps that schools are taking to keep kids safe. It's not. She's not a pedophile, as far as I know. I have no reason to believe she is. Let's walk it back. Stealing from kids, (laughs) the ability to see each other's faces. Stealing from kids, the ability to develop the functioning of their mirrored synapses, which is what allows them to understand if people are smiling at them, if they're in a good mood, if people intend them well or ill, which communicates to them how to communicate with other people, which creates emotional intelligence, which creates the ability to have empathy. You can't have empathy if you don't have mirrored synapses. One of the problems with sociopaths is they have bad mirrored synapses. You can't develop these things if you don't have practice looking at human faces. You can't understand when someone's giving you a look of love because you've never practiced it. To the point of showing kids you are so filthy, so dirty by your innate existence, you stink. From that. And incidentally, just like on the topic of God, what was it again that Satan thought about humans? disgusting creatures. How is it that God can love them? How is it that God didn't love him, the 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 most beautiful of all, of all the angels? So I'm not saying Jen Psaki's a child molester. In fact, I have I believe she's not. No reason to believe she is. But walk it back. Teaching kids their dirty, disgusting beasts by virtue of their existence. Walk that one back. Up to the um, autocrat at the EU pretending to care about democracy or literally not knowing what it is. But literally creating a circumstance in which companies own you by virtue of the fact that you have human biology. Where companies decide what goes in your body if you want to participate in the world, including kids. Walk that back. Is there any possible mathematical equation for any form of benefit from to two children from the injection of the ANA, DNA, mRNA variants? No. Is it more likely to kill them than help them? Yes. Is it more likely to harm them than to help them? Yes, to a great degree. Is there any biological capacity for it to help them? No. Is it evil to sell kids' bodies to pharma? Yes. Walk it back. Back up to John Griffith at CNN. John Griffith, who said, well, we've done four stories on, on now, count order, we've done three, count them now four stories on people abusing kids. If we're the mirror of society, you people suck. At the same time, as John Griffith was, according to these documents, sexually abusing children on video and then live in person to train them to be what his sick mind wanted to believe they were, which was wanton, his words, his words, wanton whores. Seven-year-olds. 
And in his mind, he's not abusing kids. He's training kids. He's not the one abusing kids. That's you guys. He's providing a very valuable service of showing these girls how to be women because inside that's who they are. He believed it. Now he conned himself into believing it. His sin problem was so advanced and so great and so many orders of magnitude beyond the sin of adultery that he got to that point. But circle it back down. It is medically impossible to defend injecting children with this garbage. It is medically impossible to make the case that it helps them. It is theologically, in my judgment, impossible to not recognize that this is perverting the bodies given us by God Almighty. Perverting their function. And that's how you end up with things like people getting immune compromised. Their immune systems attacking their bodies. Why? Because their bodies are making poisons. Their bodies are creating 42 trillion cytotoxic spike proteins. And the immune systems have stopped that. So you end up with your body arguing with itself. And we're only getting started on this. Do evil people know they're evil? Look, even demons believe in God. They do. But they've conned themselves. Oh, we're going to win. I'm not calling Jen Psaki a demon. I'm not. I think Jen Psaki has sold herself to the pursuit of power at all costs. I think she probably got into this really young. I probably think her identity is completely tied up into this. I think it started as a game. Oh, I can spin this. And now the spin is spinning her. It's running her. The lie is running her. This has real consequences. The real consequences are absolutely harsh. And they're happening in Los Angeles. And what's being done in Los Angeles is not even, it's not even a question of if it's evil. It's a question of how evil is it. That's what it is. Reminded that you can leave messages for us at the Todd Herman Show. It's ToddHermanShow.com. Also, we do appreciate it when you share the show. Yesterday at 3.30, this program was number 81 for news on Apple Podcasts. That's huge that we're in the news category at that high a level. If you like what we're trying to do here, which is the word of God next to politics, then, then please share it with friends. That's, that's really the only way it grows. Share it with friends. Go to the ToddHermanShow.com and just share some of the links to the podcast. That's the fastest way for it to grow. Do people know they're evil? In Los Angeles, now take, please, and when you hear this, please erase the word vaccine and replace it with, here's what I want you to replace it with, please. Whatever they want. 
So when you hear the word vaccine in this news story, replace it mentally with whatever the government wants. Because that's the reality. Because there's no medical defense of this for children. Here's what the party's saying. Whatever we want goes in your kid. We'll stick into your kid whatever we want to stick into your kid. This is what they're doing in Los Angeles, according to these parents. At least two parents in the L.A. Unified School District are accusing schools of giving their kids the vaccine without their consent. Maribel Duarte says that her 13-year-old son, a student at the Barack Obama Global Prep Academy in South L.A., brought home this vaccine card after getting the shot at school. And she says that he said yes when somebody offered the vaccine in exchange for some pizza. It hurt it to know that he got a shot without my permission, without me even knowing or signing any papers for him to get the shot. LAUSD says student matters are confidential and wouldn't comment specifically, but did say it's a program and it's meant to ensure several steps are in place for vaccinated students to get prizes. All students 12 and above in the district have to be vaccinated by January 10th, or they could be forced back into virtual online learning. Hmm. Hmm. What's that John Griffin guy? Just something reminded me. Something just now. Oh, that's right. He was given prizes to the parents. I'll fly you to New York. Here's 3000 bucks. Now let me... Put something into your child. John Griffin convinced himself, oh, I'm I'm training these girls how to be supplicants. I'm training them to be sex slaves. At the age of seven and nine, I'm doing them a favor. I'm helping. In the Los Angeles school districts, (laughs) they're giving kids pizza to get injected with a concoction that by every possible standard is more likely to harm them than help them. Teen boys, I think it's 27 times more likely to be hospitalized because of the injections versus covid you are seeing in the UK, I mean, probably the EU, I'm getting it wrong, in the UK, you're seeing remarkable increases in, oh, heart problems, pericarditis, myocarditis in teen boys from this stuff, but they get some pizza. Japan is now putting a myocarditis warning on the bottles of the injections. But they're helping. Do they know they're doing evil? Well, let's examine that. Are they talking about the injuries? No, they're hiding them. Are they unaware? They can't be. All you need to do is go to the open bar system. Now, the sitting on the fence thing, you can't. Let's go to an oldie but a goodie. 
the push for electric cars, far different, right? Far different. How are you going to make the turn from them doing this to kids to the electric cars? Just like this. You have, according to several sources now, the FDA is working with the post offices to seize mail with ivermectin in it. Because the science is settled. We're not going to let you have ivermectin. Yes, it saves lives with countless studies. Yes, it's effective with countless studies. No, it's never been controversial before, but one arm of the government is going to help the other arm of the government make sure that people get super sick from this stuff and or die. Electric cars, far different, is it? The people who run Joe Biden have him out once again pimping Climate catastrophe. You have the tornadoes. They immediately turn to climate catastrophe. Why? Because your freedom is a problem. Why? Because the car you choose to drive is a problem. Why? Because your mobility is a problem. It's helping you. In the separate country of Washington, when it became very clear they intended to blackmail people out of driving to work, by putting GPS units in their car and then turning up the price until it's like Washington, D.C., and you're paying 100 bucks every day to go to work and back. You're paying 50 to go in, 50 to come back. You're paying 100 bucks a day to have personal mobility on roads your tax dollars paid for. And they are instituting this scam with, guess what? The science is settled. With, guess what? Your freedom is a problem. Your freedom to not get injected is getting people killed. Your driving an SUV or parking it in your driveway is getting people killed. Your having so-called assault weapons in a safe at home is getting people killed. Your refusal to ban all the cops is getting people killed. Your freedom is the enemy of the people. Same actors, different stage. Now, what they're saying is, of course, well, this is unheard of to have tornadoes at this time of year. It never happens. Really? ClimateDepot.com. Climate analyst Paul Homewood. Biden uses tornado tragedy to defer the climate agenda, but data shows these winter tornadoes are not becoming more frequent. Provisional data from the NWS indicates that tornadoes which hit Mayfield, Kentucky and Edwardsville, Illinois, were both EF3s. Although most tornadoes occur in spring and summer, strong tornadoes are not unheard of in winter. Indeed, on average, since 1950, there have been five tornadoes every winter of EF-free and greater strength. And the official data shows that these winter storms are not becoming more frequent. And you go further down in the article and they pull up a whole bunch of oldie but goodie articles. 1974, great big droughts, floods, blizzards, tornadoes, typhoons, and hurricanes that plagued much of the nation and the world in recent years. That's 1974. 1976, frequently freakish weather. Some scientists theorize theorize that the freakish weather of recent years is the product of global cooling trends that began in the 1940s. 
You can just continue to go down. April 1974, if sufficient action isn't taken in the next few months, countries could disappear from the face of the earth. United Secretary General Kurt Waldheim said last month, weren't they building a statue recently? Outside the UN office, didn't it look like a creature from the book of Revelations? I heard that somewhere. And you keep going down. 100 years ago. There's an article, March 19, March 20, 1925, tornadoes toll greatest such disaster ever took. 848 killed, 2,909 injured. It's the same technique. You go look at the weather databases, this is not unusual. This is two tornadoes. The average in winter is five. But the science is settled. And this poor woman, and we did this in the last podcast, this poor woman, this pretty Indian woman, cute as a button on a shirt, she's victimized with this stuff. India is first. Come on, ask the question. Come on. Okay, your question comes from Rina. Hi, Miss India. Hi, Miss Rita. (laughs) Many people think climate change is a hoax. Mm. What would you do to convince them otherwise? Honestly, my heart breaks to see how nature is going through a lot of problems and it's all due to our irresponsible behavior. And I totally feel that this is the time to take actions and talk less because our each action could either kill or save nature. Prevent and protect is better than repent and repair. And this is what I'm trying to convince you guys today. Thank you. She doesn't know she's evil. She's not evil. She's craven. She's seduced. I've been seduced and craven, so have you. Maybe you've not been craven, but we've all been seduced by things. She wants to be famous. The most beautiful angel of them all. A characteristic she didn't earn. She works out, eats well. Practices being poised. Says exactly what she's told to say. In exactly the right tone of voice with the exact right amount of concern. Back up to the top of this, the tip top. There are people normalizing pedophilia. It's called minor attracted persons. They're evil. There are people who want to legalize pedophilia. That's evil. There are people who want to install sex ed in the schools to teach kids to be sexual beings, to be angry little sex bots, angry racist little sex bots. That's evil. Someone somewhere is fully conscious of the evil. Just as God participated in intelligent design, someone is running an intelligent scheme. None of this can be happenstantial. It is far too aligned. 
the question for ourselves is, what do we do? There are these choices. You call evil out for what it is. Align yourself with the work of God. Find out what he's doing in your life and around you and align yourself with it. Do his work. Be the light because in God, God is light. In him, there's no darkness at all. Strive for that. Demand that leaders admit there's evil in the world. Vote for politicians who pursue godly ends in godly means. And teach your kids from day one that there's such a thing as evil. Don't let your kids be wrapped in the woke masks that steal their marriage synapses. Don't allow it. Do not give into the booster scheme. If you gave into the early shot schemes, your chance at redemption on the earth is to say, I won't give into the boosters. Tell teachers who teach critical race theory, you're teaching racism. You are teaching people to be racist. This is evil. And ask them, do you know you're evil or are you just accidentally taken into it because everybody can be seduced? Maybe say it in a nicer way. It's not too, too, too late to back off of this. It's not too late to go with your gut feeling. You know this is wrong. It's not too late. Those are the stakes as I see them. And there are people who are beginning to ask serious questions about themselves and their role. And this time of choosing and what should they be doing in these times in which God has decided we will live. I got a great email to that effect. Greenhaven Interactive is run by a conservative Christian man, one of the few conservative Christians in tech who also really gets the tech part of it, which is important. Help your business be found once it's found. Help you develop sales funnels. You know what a technical sales funnel is like? Helps you identify who are buyers versus shoppers, and so you can go out and find more buyers. Nothing wrong with shoppers. You need to have shoppers, but Dave at at Greenhaven Interactive will help you find the buyers. And then once he understands who the buyers are, he can run ads that will actually target the buyers. And did I mention that in the far world, far left world of tech, Digital Dave or Dave the Digital at GreenhavenInteractive.com is in fact a conservative practitioner of very good technology or marketing with technologies. Ton of emails that continue to come in. This is such a gracious gracious note that we received. Todd, it's Monday, December 13th, another great show. In hour two, you said you feel guilty that there are not enough time, there's not enough time in the day to get through all the emails you receive. Todd, my brother, if you answered every single one each day, there would be no time left for show prep or taking care of yourself and your wife and daughter. You are 91 in news on Apple Podcasts at 3.30 p.m. PST. I wrote you through the website in December 3rd and you wrote me back a few days later and I had a fanboy moment. I thought, wow, you're fast. So please don't be hard on yourself. Read, you read the emails and you write back, not staff and not a bot. Thanks for providing me value through the shows we're producing. Patrick, Patrick, thank you. Man, I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I do write back. <laughs> Larry King used to pay my friend Cyrus to sign books for him. By the way, dig this. Sorry, whispering with my hand on the mic. So Cyrus was in the studio signing books for Larry King. (laughs) One of the books he was told to sign was to Larry King's nephew. The man had staff sign a note to his sister's kid. Love your uncle Larry. I love you so much. 
I can't wait to see you. I hope I'm spelling your name correctly. Everybody sounds like Fauci. I've been doing Fauci too often. From Joan. Todd, I'm still trying to find my way to God and fully believing. I would say I'm about 90% there, but I do falter, especially when I see posts regarding religion and the beliefs, and I don't know how to respond. Here's an example of a post I came across, and it makes me consider how I would respond, but I know little about the Bible, but I'm seeking. Here's the, the post, quote, it's interesting to see humans outgrow religion. So many hold on to beliefs even now when science makes them laughable. Was it long ago? You'd be seen as evil if you didn't play along. Nowadays, it's flipping. I think we'll outgrow religion and war soon. Todd, do you believe we're outgrowing religion? Thank you for any insights. No. First of all, religion is a loaded word. Are we outgrowing God? No. Can we outgrow God? No. Is science actually proving religion laughable? Not in any way, shape, matter, idea, faction, or form. Just the opposite. The more complexity we uncover in the human body, the less likely it becomes there was any randomness involved in it. And by the way, it's already mathematically, it's, it's math, mathematically eliminated. There is not enough known time in the universe. This is a fact. There is not enough known time in the existing universe to use random cycles to construct even a minimally functional set of amino acids, like seven aminos in a row, that would create something like a fingernail. Not enough known time in the universe, and it's not even close. It's, it's something on the order of 18,000 to the 56,000th power. There's not enough time by that much. It's not even a close call, but you don't even need to get that complicated. There is not a time in the history of anything where any form of information came about through random circumstances. It has never happened ever that any form of useful information ever came about through happenstantial means through randomness never happened. The complexity of the human body to have come about by random fails at the small basis of an amino chain, seven chains of aminos to construct a protein. Incidentally, by the way, aminos themselves are proteins, meaning they were also constructed all the way up to the complexity of the human eye, the complexity of even a bee flying backwards. Our bodies contain readable, repeatable, testable, falsifiable information. It's code. None of anything happening in science. The more involved we get in science, the more it leads to God. For instance, there's an incredible book called The End of Quantum Physics. By It's, it's about Wolfgang Smith's work. You know what he discovered? This is insane. He is one of the world's premier quantum physicists. And what he has discovered is that our, the particles that make up our bodies, the particles that make up our world at a sub-quantum level don't contain any distinguishing characteristics on this plane of view, from a horizontal view. There's no color. There's no distinct sounds. They're blanks. The particles are blanks. Do you know what gives them 
color and sound and distinct shape. Energy that comes from the vertical plane. Energy from above. Is what gives human life meaning. Other than that, we're one-dimensional stick drawings at a sub-quantum particle level. There's an incredible movie version of this. I, I encourage you to rent it. It's called The End of Quantum Physics. If that's too heavy, go rent or buy The Privileged Planet by Discovery Institute. Joan, there is not an instance in the world where scientific advances lead to the cancellation of the God theory. It is the opposite in every single capacity. It's the opposite. What you're experiencing is one of the great lies that the party has pitched out there. The lie being that, no, religion and and science are at odds with each other. Far from it. It was the Christian faith that, in fact, pushed for science because Christians wanted to understand the physical universe because they thought the physical universe contained the face of God. They wanted to understand his work. That's why that exists. That's why there's universities. Because Christians said, let's study the world's languages so we can speak with one another and spread the word of God. One of the biggest scams going is that they're at uh, at odds with each other. So the theme of the show today, the evil people know they're evil. Well, demons know they're demons, but they believe they're going to win. And demons can tell people all sorts of things. Well, it's just that my wife doesn't understand me. I'll just look at Pornhub, hub, but just the missionary position stuff with adults. It's not really stealing. They stole from me first. It's not a lie as much as it's not telling the truth. Demons can con us into that stuff theme of the show today i try to do every day a music review because i believe music is in our dna i do i believe that we are coded to like music and i believe that specific types of music i believe mathematically we like specific times of music also because i just dearly love it and we've had a good time on the radio show talking about bumper music and right now i can't play it because i don't have my ass cap license one of the most underlooked overlooked takes on a song in history is the take that Pete Townsend originally did of a Who classic. If you are in any way a fan of classic rock and specifically the Who, if you do not have two albums in your collection or downloaded, then you're missing out entirely on what the Who actually is. The Who is actually the manifestation of one man's songwriting and lyrics and musicality and 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 melodies and harmonies. And that's Pete Townsend. And then you have the other end of the scale. You have a band that happened to be a whole bunch of solo uh, like soloists happen to be playing the same song. And in the front of that, a guy with a voice given to him by God, this huge voice, this Roger Daltrey voice, Roger Daltrey won the lottery meeting Pete Townsend because Pete Townsend would be Pete Townsend without Roger Daltrey and Roger Daltrey. Well, have you heard his solo albums? Pete Townsend's work on a song that is about an evil man inspired by American Westerns takes us inside the head of an evil man. But he's trying to defend himself. 
And this is when art can be at its best. For me, this is one of the top 10 inception moments of classic rock songs. By Pete Townsend of The Who. The song is called Behind Blue Eyes. songs that he took to the who Pete Townsend did in his bedroom on his own and then took it to the band and said, what do you think? Now that's the beginning of the song, but where Pete Townsend really nails this is he gets to the heart of what it might like be, be like to be an evil person and know it. And it leads into this personal note. Talk today about the existence of evil. And it's a real thing. And there are evil people. And my father, in his work as a social worker, met evil people. And he saw them do evil things. And he communicated to us that it's a very real thing, evil. But so is unintentional kindness. In a world that really needs it. And unintentional kindness comes about in just what you'd expect. Surprise ways. So when my father as a social worker had confronted true evil. Father who, like this guy from CNN. Had taken his kids, his daughters up to the top of a mountain. Shut them off from society. And everybody knew what was going on because the girls tried to tell everybody at the schools. But they could never get the full sentences out. And that haunted, haunted my father. He could never pin it on this guy. 
And the cops knew because there was whisperings from the girl's friends that we're not allowed to go up there anymore. And when we do, we have to meet the girls outside and the parents have to be observing us the whole time. And the father's creepy and follows us around to make sure that we never get an opportunity to speak quietly. Um, Then there were the pregnancies that came from the mountain. Isolated. No boys going up there. But there were abortions. And so this could go away. And the unintentional act of kindness, my father continued to go out there and the guy continued to say, come on my property again, I'm going to end you. And I know a lot of people who agree with that position. CPS doesn't get to come out. And so dad would try to make himself known when he saw the car in town that the girls were going to go get groceries. Mom was there to watch. The girls were never to be around an adult, but mad dad would make himself known. Hi, girls. And he would try to make eye contact with them. Hello, girls. It's Terry. And he'd try to make eye contact with them. And he spent his career, end of his career, trying to do this. And people are at heart, redeemable. That man wasn't, and he died what he was. But in the ending days of my father in the hospital in Spokane before he was transferred to Seattle, one of the people who swung by to see him was not one of the girls that would tidy it up too neat, put a bowl around it too neat. He never learned what happened to those girls. It was the bakery lady who time after time saw my father try to go make a connection with those girls. It was a young woman who started her career at the bakery and was now managing the supermarket. And she just read about this guy in the paper. He'd been a social worker in the town. Oh, it's sad. He's in the hospital. Then she read the obituary. Then she, or not the obituary. She looked at the note. He's in the hospital. She looked at the pictures of the people visiting him. Oh, that's the lady from up the street. And that's, oh no, what? That's the guy who used to come into the store and try to see those poor girls. So, you know, God is going to forgive her her lie because she smuggled in something my dad loved. He wasn't supposed to eat this stuff, but he was a dying man. Come on. What's a whole bunch of donuts, maple bars to be exact, between a couple of old friends, particularly a dying one? It was a surprise act of kindness. And my father was so cute when I came into the hospital and said, Were you eating maple bars? My dad in his 60s said, No, what makes you think I was eating maple bars? I don't eat maple bars. It's maple bar in your beard right there. It's not maple. This is the Todd Herman Show. Go be well, be strong, be kind. And please, be right with God.